Um, I, I, to all, all honesty, I've never really told these stories to anybody. Um, I really haven't. Um, a kid from Boston, a kid from Wellesley fighting a kid from Roxbury in the Boston Garden? Are you kidding me? You can't write this shit. You can't, you can't put this thing, you, you can't make this shit up. When I stepped on the ice, I never backed down and I never stayed down. And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. I'm alive. He's a freaking madman. Look at him going to town. That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. Listen, uh, welcome to the Raw Knuckles podcast. So awesome to have you, Jay. I've been, um, you know, I've been trying to get guys I played against, and certainly guys I fought. And you'll. I didn't play against you. I just fought you. Yeah, well, you played. You fucking played too. You tried. You couldn't. You can swear on this. I know. Yeah, a little bit. Um, again, two kids here. It's raw. Raw. It's raw. 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 Sounds like so. The woke woke knuckles Uh podcast. This is. Oh, you fucking assholes! Shut up, both of you. Wasn't me. We both grow up in Massachusetts. Me, I grew up in Boston. Uh, well, Jay grew up, I grew up. I grew up, you know. Yeah, you grew up out with fucking minutes. Natick. You grew up in Natick with Doug Flutie and all the fucking rich kids. All right? Oh, yeah. I was Wait, you guys with, fought each other? You guys, you guys fought Cadillac. each other? Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> Limousines and yeah. Yeah. Limousines, big lawns, yeah. fucking oh, the whole deal. Anyway, growing up in, in Natick and and. Becoming a hockey fan, how did that happen? And and then a hockey player. Well, as a I mean, kid, well, Chris. I, I mean, I'm only. I think I'm only a couple of years younger than you. I think two, maybe. I'm six. I'm sixty three to seven. So, yeah. <laughs> we, I started when I was ten. Obviously, you know when. I was born in nineteen sixty. So nineteen seventy, I watched uh, uh, Or and uh, that the Big Bad Bruins, and I I fell in love. <laughs> You know, the da 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 Yeah, the WSBK Channel 38. Um, and then the goal. I mean, who cannot remember the goal that Bobby O from Derek Sanderson? And uh, that's why I started skating. Uh, that was exactly why I started skating. My mother put me on a pond with figure skates um, when I was 10. And uh, I had uh, newspaper in the toes. Yeah, I'll never forget it. And uh, I fell in love with it. That's basically how it was. I fell in love with skating. It wasn't hockey. Um, it was the game of hockey was uh, uh, odd to me uh, at, at ten years old, obviously. Um, but so I, I started to pick it up and watching um, Channel Thirty Eight. You know, my father says, you know, the rabbit ears. You remember, Chris? Yeah. Your dad used to get up. You know, you were on the floor sitting in front of me and get up. Hey, fix those rabbit ears. Yeah, oh no, hold them. it right there. No <laughs> lie. You know, holding the rabbit ears on the top of the TV. With a big circle, you know. So uh, that's how I started, and then they're watching it black and white. And then, so you actually, I, I found, you... believe it or not, Chris, sorry, I just found this out. Uh, I was, I just got back from Florida, and I talked to my mother, and my mother was talking to me, and she goes, "We started just chit chatting." And uh, do you know? She goes, "I brought you to the parade." I go, what parade? Fourth of July. She goes, "I brought you to the um, when they won the Stanley Cup, and I brought you in Boston by myself." Um, we took the bus in. I said, and you don't remember? I don't remember. I was 10. Yeah. You know, geez. I mean, I don't remember. But she just told me that after I'm 62 years old, 
imagine that. I just found this out that I went to the, the prayer. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's about time. It's about yeah. time you found that out. Did you but, guys, where you grew up, uh, Jay, was that close? Or where was that to, to, by you, Chris? I was probably... 10 miles from Chris. Never knew. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me. I didn't know, uh, Tim. I didn't know Chris Nyland personally until we met. Oh, Chris can tell you the story better than I can. But we <laughs> we're going to get there. We we're going to get we, there. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty odd. <laughs> Ten miles away we lived. I never knew who Chris Nyland was. We went to yeah. the same prep school together, which I didn't know who he was. We didn't go together, <laughs> but we went but to again, the same prep yeah. school. I think, Chris, you're 64? 65. 65. So we, 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 we were going to miss each college. We would have missed each other. High school, we would have missed each other by one yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. But we missed each other in high school, college, and all that, in minor hockey. Prep school but at we, Northwood. And prep school, but we didn't miss each other in the summer league. And this is how Jay and I met originally. Okay. And I played summer hockey and they had a league south of Boston and hang them. And there were a lot of pros that were home in the summer trying to get in shape. I think they were more tough guys, Chris, than they were pros. Yeah. I played for the Clovers. They were a pretty tough team. And, you know, there were some guys who thought they were tough. And when it came time, we really didn't see it. But anyway, we used to spook a lot of teams in that league. We would run a lot of teams, and we're a pretty physical team. We were playing against Joe Lyons' team from Canton. And Joe Lyons was a scout for the Bruins. So we kind of pushed his team around. And the next time we played him, Joe brings in Nicky Fatil and Jay. And now Nicky comes down, and all of a sudden I'm looking at the guys on my team who were acting tough, and when Nicky was there, they – their assholes tightened up like a mouse. Anyway, <laughs> I had words with Nicky. You know, he was scaring the referee. He was scared of everybody in the building. And I had words with Nicky. I'm scared of Still scared. Yeah. I said, fuck off it to you. Everybody in the building scared of you. I ain't. Go fuck yourself. Blah, blah. So we had it. And then all of a sudden, I run Jay right in the in the offensive zone, his zone, defensive zone, and I ran him and I come off the wall. He give me a slash. I turn around. We started fighting. And that was the first time we fought. And I'm going to tell you right now. And I said this to Tim earlier, Jay. I said, that kid's fucking tough. Who is he? I'm like, who the fuck is well, that? Chris, I didn't know how to, I knew how to box. I didn't know how to fight. This is before I was playing pro. Yeah. You were already playing. I was just out of college. Yeah. I didn't know how to fight. I was just big and strong. I think more, I think I was more strong and bigger than you than I was tough. Yeah. 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 But fuck, you know, I, I and, they, and plus he's a lefty. I mean, fuck, I found that out. So we get through that and that's all gone. That's done. But so wait, wait, real quick. What do you mean a summer league? Like, yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I don't understand. This was like nothing. This was like, that this was is a bunch of guys. This was um, a summer league is about, it was about eight teams and they were all like college guys. Yeah. So well, like you guys good amateur fought. guys, guys and, and pros. Yeah, we fought in summer league. <laughs> well, they're all they, we were back then. And Chris, we got to also set the tone. These are the best players in New England. This eight teams, I think. I think okay. There wasn't a the pro am. Yes, there wasn't a there wasn't a player that wasn't going to go college, uh, or division two, three, or four, whatever whatever the division. But these weren't just guys coming off just playing third line. It wasn't Bay League. It wasn't Bay League. Yeah, it, it was really, really um, – it was a pro-am. It was pros. The AMs were just trying to make the pros. 
but they were still good enough to be pro, which I didn't know that at the time either. And you so didn't that, know who Chris was at the time, or did you know? No, him by God, no. no, no, Chris, no, 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 no. And I, I and I want to supersede Chris by saying that uh, that was the first time we had set, put eyes on each other. But that's not the. I, I was. We're going to go on this later, but how we met. Um, no, yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah, to the yeah. how we met, Matt. Fuck, because we we met so many times before we really. Well, met. We never, we never were friends. We were no, never friends. We were never friends. Yeah, yeah. No, we and, didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be doing this role for the Bruins in LA. No idea that I was going to be where I was going to go when we uh, decided to meet each other. Uh, on the ice. I don't think we ever met off the ice till we're our careers. Well, what I want to ask you about <laughs> that night with Joe Lyons. Now, you were drafted by Quebec. Yes. Okay. Yep. Now, that night with Joe Lyons, did that kind of plant the seed for Joe to get you to the Bruins at some point, do you think? I don't think he, so. He, he I, saw you fight me. Chris, I, I'm going to I'm gonna have to exonate that one also. I think, <laughs> excuse me, my recollection is that Joe – saw me as um, a pretty decent, you know, I obviously in college, I was pretty good and at, at UNH and da, 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 da. But I think, I think Joe saw me as a, 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 not a heavyweight, not a fighter, just as a scrappy, tough left winger. Yeah. For, and the Bruins were missing uh, uh, something like that. And, and, and I think when Joe said, and I retired actually that summer, I, I finished hockey Wait, 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 you retired. What do you, yeah. what do you mean? You went to New Hampshire, you get out 82, 83. You went to Freddie. Now, did you go to camp in Quebec? I, I never went there. No, I, well, excuse me. I play, I, I room with Dale Hunter, believe it or not, for about a week and a half. I couldn't speak French and he couldn't speak French. And I, I ran into a guy named Wally Weir that I think breaks really took my, my head right off uh, the first three days of training. Camp. And Wally's awesome guy too. Yeah, I, I don't know him. I've never, I, I, like yeah, I, said, awesome I, was, I was a, I was a college kid coming from Natick, a, a real <laughs> nice town in Natick, and I'm <laughs> and I got to learn the Quebec. I don't even know what Quebec juniors are. I don't know how to speak French. Um, but to go back, um, Joe saw something in me that said, "Let me try out for the Bruins," and that's a whole nother story. How I made Harry's, why I got on Harrison's radar. And if you want to give me a second, Chris, I don't know how long. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, we got all day. This story is told well by Ray Bork. Um, he, he tells it verbatim. I don't remember it as much as he does because obviously he was the all, you know, he was the captain, the all-star, third, fourth, yeah. all-star. <clears throat> I'm a college kid. Now, Chris, do you remember when we used to go to training camp and you had two days before the camp officially opened? Tried on your equipment. You know, you played shitty. Yeah. Basically played yeah. shitty. For yeah, all yeah. your guests out there, Shinny is a four, five on five, throw the puck in, shoot it, pass a couple, don't hit anybody. Well, I get invited the second, excuse me, it's two days before training camp. They don't know who I am. This is a true story, how I really. So you start fucking running everybody. <laughs> Gordy Kluzak, I ran into the back of the boards. Good. The, the number one draft pick. Goober. Yeah. So I guess. Ray Bork was on the in the bench and said to John Blum, who's going to take this college kid out? He just ran our number one pick. You can't do this. Before. All of a sudden, John Blum, I, I got him. Now, you remember John Blum? I got him. Yeah, yeah. I got him. Yeah. I got him. 
So John Blum comes out on the ice. You drop the gloves. Now, there's no refs. There's no supervision whatsoever. I take five punches and John Blum's laying on the ice. John Blum goes back to the bench and Ray Borg says, I thought you were going to take care of this kid. Now, meanwhile, you don't go to the penalty box. I go sit next to John Blum and Ray Bork on the bench. You know, there's no there's no side-by-side bench. There's no Rick Middleton in the side of the Boston brawl in the hall when Chris Allen went by and kicked him in the shin and go to the uh, locker room. You went back out on the ice. You, 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 there was no penalties. There was no sit down for five minutes. Happy feet, Karen said, oh. I got this. Now, Chris knows these guys because he fought them before me. Yeah. So they're the, the Boston Bruins heavyweights after Jonathan and, and uh, Winsing. So I, I'll never forget this. I, this is told at, at Ray Bork's 60th birthday party, I think two a year ago down in Florida. We were down there, and he, and he gets up, and, he, and, he, and Ray, if he tells a story, is very accurate with his hands, and he speaks French and English in the story. <laughs> and he goes, happy car, and got a ba 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 He goes down on the ice. Karen gets up and says, I can't do it. I don't know who else is going to do it. <laughs> Harry Sinnon happened to be in the stands. Oh. I get picked uh, 65 grand a year, 23,000 in the American League. I go down the American League, and Chris will like this. I don't get called up for, I don't know, four months. Chris, Was that in Maine? Were you in Maine? I was in, uh, well, <coughs> excuse me. I started there. I went to Moncton. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, as you know, in Moncton, now I've got, and I'm, I'm bypassing how I even learn how to fight down in Muskegon with Rick Lee and all that. That's so. Anyway, I'm I'm, I'm down in Moncton, and, and uh, Jacques Demers is, uh, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, uh, the coach of the Bruins two years ago, three years ago, they won the Stanley Cup. Help me out, Chris. Uh, oh, uh, Julian. Yeah, Julian. Oh, Claude Julian's my roommate. Yeah. I get a call up. Somebody just butt in at Rick Middleton in the teeth. Mistake. <laughs> I didn't butt in at him in the teeth. Okay, whatever the. I hit him with my fucking glove. It was on glove. purpose. <laughs> yes, it was. But I hit him with my glove. Anyway, I look like you I got it. Him. Thank God you did, Chris. <laughs> I know. If you look around me, I still have everything that because you did it. <laughs> Forty years later, I'm still surrounded by. You know, Chris. We won't talk about that, but. I did pretty good. So Chris Nyland, I'll never forget this in my whole life. And I don't think, I think your guests aren't going to know this. I get called up from Moncton the next day. It's a home and home. I think it was in Boston. You got him in. It was in Boston. I know what you're here for, kid. Yeah. Don't forget. I don't know who Chris Nyland is. I might have fought him that summer. I might have fought him twice. I don't know Chris Nyland. I just know. He's the fucking resident heavyweight dude in, in all of Montreal. And all Montreal fucking, they, they, they bow down to Chris Nyland. Well, he goes, I know what you're here for. I'm like, okay, let, let's just do this. And then the yells of hockey, I get called up. And I've been called up a week before to fight Dave Brown. But Chris Nyland basically, mis- I want to say mistake or not mistake, got me to where I was and got me to stay there where I was for uh, a uh, five, almost 500 games in the NHL. Well, it's funny you say that because, it, you know, I remember, listen, when I hit Middleton, I, I turned, 
Middleton high stick me in the corner and I was skating away and I never did nothing to the good player. No, I know you didn't. No, nobody said you did. Let me finish the story. You had your say. <laughs> Fuck. So I turned back. I was pissed. They didn't call a penalty. I was pissed. I turned back. And if I just took my hand off my stick and whacked him like that, I would have been fine. But I turned back and gave him a shot and I hit him with my glove. But he had false a plate in. It <coughs> broke his tooth. It cut his lip. And it was a bad move on my part. It was terrible. Anyway, so now everybody fucking wants to kill me in Boston. The whole stadium does. Every player, everybody. So I have fought every tough guy they had there, Curran, Blum, whoever else, Kluzak, all of them. So Jay gets called up, and we're in Boston, and he came, and, you know, all of a sudden I, I go on the ice, all of a sudden Butch Goring puts Jay out right away against me, fucking, and I just look over and I said, hey, I know what the fuck you're here for. We're going. As soon as the puck dropped, I went right at him. No, I, I, I know. Excuse me, Chris. I said, I think he said, I know what you're here for, kid. Yeah, and you just kind of looked at me. Anyway, so I go right at Jay and start throwing, and then Curran comes in, and he comes in to try and throw a punch at me. And uh, he left. He left. I got Yeah, I know. He's scared of me again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's trying to change. She's trying to change. Never scared of me. I know. I'm only fucking with you. So. I I got. I'm concentrating on Jay, and out of the corner of my eye, I see Happy Feet Curran coming. And I just threw one over Jay's shoulder and suck at him right in the nose. And then Chelly jumped on him. Anyway, so we have that fight, and that's great. And here's the funny thing. My ex-father-in-law, James Whitey Bulger, who uh, was watching that game, became a fan. He called me a day later up in Montreal, and he said, Chris, that kid Miller, I got to tell you, I like him. And I said, why? I said, why do you like him? He said, I just read the article in the Globe. He's saying, thanks to Chris Nyland, I got a job in the NHL. He's actually thanking you. And you just said it right there. Wow. But yeah. the white man called me and he said, I like that Miller guy. You know, he's giving you credit for getting him in the NHL. You got there yourself. But anyway, that's one of many fights well, well, that yeah, we had. Well, hold on. What, Jay, what was it like? What was it like for you to fight Chris that first time? There you go, Tim. You know? Fucking A. Um, I, I told all honesty, I've never really told these stories to anybody. Um, I really haven't. Um, a kid from Boston, a kid from Wellesley fighting a kid from Roxbury in the Boston Garden. Are you kidding me? You can't write this shit. You can't, you can't put this thing, you, you can't make this shit up. You, you, you you write a book about it. a kid from Wellesley, which is the affluent area, which I was not an affluent. I, but we were enough. But yeah, we'll, you're a rich kid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a kid from Roxbury, and, and and to go in the garden, I played two weeks before and beat Brown up pretty. Dave Brown from the Philadelphia, pretty good. I kind of had my feet wet before Chris, but uh, honest to God, uh, they called me in the locker room and said, "You're staying here now." Um, you know, Harry Sinan brought me, uh, brought me to side says, go get your stuff. You're coming back to Boston. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm going to be a boss. Now, so you made it. You're there. You play a shift. Well, you never, Chris, you never know if you're going to, how long you'll stay. Yeah. You, don't know how long. Yeah. you know, you don't know that stuff. That stuff's out of your hands. But all of a sudden I'm going, I'm, I'm at Mama Mia's in the North End with my family. And I'm saying, I'm now a Bruin. I, I, whoever knew. I mean, I, I was a Bruin fan. I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, 
idolized uh, Derek and Bobby and Stan Jonathan. And, and like I said, I didn't know Chris at the time, so I couldn't idolize Chris. Sorry, Chris. I couldn't, you know, I, yeah, didn't, know, okay. I didn't know him at all. I didn't know any Montreal Canadiens, let alone a Philadelphia Flyer. I was a college kid that happened to make it. So all of a sudden I'm there and you ask me the question. To, I'm going to answer this Holy shit. I'm a Boston <laughs> Bruin. <laughs> a kid from Boston, 20 minutes from down the street. Kid that grew up playing in Quincy. Kid that grew up. There was no Americans. Myself and Chris were very, there were very few Americans playing in the NHL at the time. They were just starting to come in after 19. They were just starting to come in after, yeah. And, 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 and to be on that ice was like, holy, I'm going to swear. Holy shit. You're really a Bruin now. I'm playing the Montreal in the forum. Um, you know, who gives a shit who I had to fight at, yeah. now at the yeah. time? I'm I'm a real deal. I'm now anybody will tell you, you we don't get cocky, we don't get now we're playing for the Bruins. Now you want to play for the Bruins and you want to stay there. And you want to be um you know you want So to you be- had to you had to do what you had to do to yeah. stay there. And listen, it got you there and you stayed there. And I gotta tell you, you know, f- you're one of the toughest guys I had to fight ever. There's no question Thank you, about Chris, it. Chris, you were too. And, and, no and you are. And, you know, I had a guy that come along to help me out because I was alone for quite a while in John Cordick. And you had quite a few tilts with Cordick. And, um, you know, I remember you said to me once, I don't mind fighting Cordick so much. I'd rather fight him than you because your punches hurt. His don't hurt as bad. Is that true? I, I don't... <laughs> Chris, everybody's punches hurt. <laughs> no, yeah. Whether you like it or not. John, I don't think, was into it. Um, he wasn't. We had some epic battle, epic battles um, that I can remember, and I've seen on YouTube. Epic. And we've had epic battles with you. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. My two epic battles all time are Cordic and, and Nyla. There's no question. Maybe a couple of Probies and Browns. But um, I don't think Cordic. The, the thing about Chris Nyland, and I'm not blowing him here, <laughs> not that way. I guess you can yeah, well, he'll He'll well, gladly accept. Chris, <laughs> Chris, like me, never gave up. Never said no. Never. never. And it wasn't because the guys behind. It wasn't the fans. That was our personality. We didn't want to lose. Now we don't want to lose for the team. Fear was my fear was my biggest asset. I have to say, fear was my biggest asset. Chris, if you didn't put him down, or at least the refs came in, he would have never stopped. He was a ravaging fucking dog. He's a street fighter. <laughs> no, street, no, street fighters will fucking get knocked out. They will get you know they'll they'll say enough's enough. He was a dog that did not want to lose and kept going until you were completely defenseless, not meaning not punching or whatever, meaning he'd won. Yeah. If he didn't win, he was going to come after you again. Yeah, and again. So uh, I, I can say Proby, you know, he he, he, threw, he he was all done after he threw a couple punches. You know, kosher, Brown. Brown would never win. I got him because I was ambidextrous. I could fight him lefty. He couldn't fight right. Yeah, you could throw both hands. I, both, I could fight both hands. I think I was devastating on both hands as much because just that's just, just because I practiced at it. But I think Chris, Chris is um, Chris always never gave up, and he would always sneak one in when I wasn't expecting it. 
And that's yeah. the one that hurt me the most. And so, got to get yeah, an edge. I got a couple questions. So, like, real quick, did boxing help a lot with with a, your fighting on ice? Did oh God, yeah. I I, I did it way before uh, uh, I was even a, a college player. I did it with a guy named Dana Pullman, the state Massachusetts State Police. Um, I did it at the Natick Boxing Club for years. Uh, we did it just to get our, uh, I think at the time, to get our aggravation out. Uh, but then we started learning how to do it. Um, and when I got to uh, fight uh, the NHL guys, it was I studied more than I practiced. I, I studied Chris as much as I could. I studied Cordic. I studied. I studied him. Any kid that played with them knew them. I'd ask him what they, you know, and then watch some of the tapes. There wasn't a lot of yeah. tapes back then. To get no. a Montreal Canadian tape, you had to actually go up to get to Montreal to get the tape. They didn't have that back then as much as they do now. And I, and I learned. I tried to. I tried to emulate a lot of the um, Chris. I tried to emulate Chris a lot. With his uppercut, I think I did. I'm not going to tell him that. Don't tell him. <laughs> his uppercut was deadly and scared the fuck out of me. Um, his over-the-top didn't bother me. And like Paul Maurer from the Rangers would say, he calls me pillows. He's, he's Paul Maurer, one of my neighbors down here, my leech, call me pillows. Well, they weren't on the other end of those rabbit punches that Chris Nyland would, <laughs> would not stop hitting you until he hurt you. So, but you never wanted to shoot Chris that you were hurt. Did you grow uh, to like have? Did you grow to have like a hatred towards him? Because you fought no, quite a few. No, 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 no. I never. There was a lot of people that disliked Chris, uh, but Chris, I gotta say, other than the brawl in the hall when he took Boudelier, he <laughs> always came to me first. He knew what we, you know what our decision was. We all knew when to do it, when not to do it. Um, we were never told when and when not to do it. I think Chris. Um, in all fairness, um, knew he never picked on the little guy, never picked on the goal yeah. never, never did. He was, he was, yeah. but he knew when it was time. Uh, we both knew when it was time, but Chris also could play. Uh, people don't realize this. He could play. I think, I think a little bit, but he had, he got more chances than I did. Yeah. 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 I, I think I, no, but you had 20, I mean, you had 20 goals one year, didn't you? No, no, no. 10, 11, 10, 11, 12. Well, still. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, you you were you were you used that word fear like yeah was, that's a what question I wanted to ask like did you were you did you like fighting would you ever when you say fear what were you what kind of fear oh no my fear my fear was my biggest asset okay. my fear of losing my fear, fear losing. my fear was my adversary uh, my fear of the heavyweights um, and after I got the taste of it I wanted to stay okay. I wanted to be an NHL. I never expected to be an NHL. You know, yeah. you know, being a, in a first round, second round pick from Quebec, whatever. The I once you get the taste of it, it's like that bad drug. You want to keep it, and and, and I did everything I could in my power, and that was either fighting Chris, fighting anybody in the league. But so we, Jay, yeah, we had such a big event. People don't realize this. Also, we played to each other eight times a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. that sucked. Now these yeah. pussies nowadays, you got to play Montreal <laughs> up there four times. Yeah. Boston four times a year. All four, <laughs> five years I was there. That sucks. But, Jay, Jay, yeah. as much as it did suck, it made for great games. Now, it sucked for us. What's really sucked for us, the eight times a year, four times in Boston, four times in Montreal, but then we play fucking four exhibition games. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Well, that they, was did, they did that for ticket sales. We didn't know. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. They did it for it ticket was, sales. They knew there's going to be brawls, but 
By the way, Luke Robitaille had a great. Uh, I went to a shirt. I went to eight hurt shirt hangings. You know, eight, uh, I'm sure Chris has been to a bunch. I've been to eight of my friends' compadres, and uh, it's funny, Chris. You'll like this. Luke Robitaille, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Guy Carboneau, who I talked to Guy uh, last weekend at the All Star Game a couple weeks ago. Chris, very interesting guy. I never really met him, but really a nice guy. He said yeah. the same thing. Goal scorers had could have three or four days off. They could go on a slump. And the papers are going to say, well, and then they come back out and get two or three points a game. We missed one fight or lost a decisive fight or took a night off. We're going, we're not getting a paycheck. We're going home. Right. We never had a night off. Chris and myself never had a night off in our whole yeah. career. Uh, you remember a guy, Mike mind. Peluso? You remember Mike Peluso? Pelu- Peluca the Duca. Yeah, I played with his nephew. And so he like, was a punching bag. Yeah. <laughs> so I played with his nephew in, in uh, college, and I would see Mike, and he told he said one time, you know, he's like, I'd be in Detroit, and like the fans would just call the hotel, you know, call my room and be like, you know, Probert's going to kill you. And he's like, I didn't. And I'd look over, and Savard's just snoring away, sleeping. And he's like, I couldn't go back to bed. And I was that's, off of what you said. It's like, yeah. The role you guys did, man. I have a yeah, it was, it was crazy, but it yeah. was it was fun. Hockey was fun. It was crazy. No question about it. It's changed certainly today. Jay, from your standpoint, thinking of that, the 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 rivalry between Boston and Montreal. What what was that like? Sitting in your room, getting ready for a, a Habs game at the Forum. When you looked around at your teammates, you could tell. Like I looked around at my team, I knew which guys were kind of really nervous. I mean, I was nervous, but. Some guys get really scared knowing what's coming. Chris. Did you, did you sense that in your room? Chris, I'm not going to say who is scared of you or not. No, I'm not asking <laughs> you to say who. But I'm going to – and then I was nervous. I'm not going to say I was scared. I was yeah, scared. me yeah. too. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't want to lose. But there was some fucking chicken shits. <laughs> <laughs> and no names. They did not want to step on the ice. Yeah. They were afraid yeah, yeah. they were going to get hedged. They were yeah. they were solely afraid. Then I you're not gonna touch him. Kordak's not gonna touch him. Gretz, yeah. I always talk to I always I, I see Gretz all the time. And I was talking to him a couple of weeks ago. He says, I did somebody asked my actually Michael Jordan, we were playing golf down in uh, Grove twenty three, and he said, You're the only you're the only player, Gretz, that I had to protect off the ice more than on the ice, because nobody wanted to touch him. Nobody yeah. could get near him. Nobody yeah. Nobody could, he was too smart. He was smarter than all of us. Yeah. But go back to that. Those Montreal rivalries, I still to this day have not found that intense um, feeling in my stomach other than yeah. when the kids get in trouble or, you know, I, I still haven't found in my businesses. Thank God I've been very successful in all my business. I still don't have that, that, uh, I don't want to, that ball in your stomach that you get. Yeah, you'll never, you'll never you know. had to play Montreal in Montreal with Fletcher, Cordic, and Nyland. And then you got a couple. You got Melee. You got a couple other tough Cors- kids. Shane Corson. He was a tough dude. Yeah, Corson was, was tough. a tough dude. He told me that he was afraid of me. I said, "Great, I think I was more afraid of you, you than me." Oh, Nyla, because I didn't know what you. I didn't know when you were going to fucking snap. Yeah, I always knew when Chris was going to snap. But how about Chelly? How about Chelios? What was the look on Chelly? Chelly was a prick on the ice. I don't think he had fear of anything. I, I like I said, I saw him the other day with Ch- uh, Carbono and those guys. I had just met him in the last five or six years. Wonderful guy. 
he can still play probably. He looks he's, yeah, right. He's, right. He's, he's, he's like he's a great God. But um, he was another guy that loved the game playing like Tony Granato, chippy, full of speed. But let me go back. Let me go back to that. That feeling people don't know. I don't think anybody will ever know to go into. Unless you do it. Yeah. To go into Philadelphia spectrum, to go in to Detroit. Let's go to Philly. Baruby, Brown, uh, Chikrin, Cockner. Keep going. Knockbauer. <laughs> yeah. Forget, and forget about one of the toughest kids to ever play is Target. No. Yeah. Then you go into Detroit. I mean, really, guys? Proby, Kosher. Yeah. Really, guys? You have no idea that feeling. And Chris, you do. We're, yeah. one, of the very, we're one of the top. We're only top 20 people that would know that feeling to go into those buildings when you're alone. Not that LB didn't help. Not yeah. Front, you know, but, but you know the deal. Yeah. You, you are. You're on, you're on your own island, and everybody looked down. They looked down the bench and go, you're up. <laughs> you're up. <laughs> and you're Later like, on. shit. <laughs> yeah. so, but that was what made it. That, that's what made it. Uh, that's what made it really. And you're talking about that. That's the feeling you're talking about. Is, is, yeah. Ask Chris, yeah. Tim, Tim, I hate to say it. You'll never get it. No, no. no, I, no. You don't I want it either. I fought, yeah, I don't want it. Keep it. You guys you keep fought that the feeling. It's, it's, I it's, fought it's, the puck. You know, I had a little bit. I know it can relate. We talk about it quite often now in our final years, I want to say, our back nine of life that, uh, that we can actually open up about this stuff. I never talked about it. Uh, I know. You kidding me? They would, they would kick me out of the locker if I ever so, was nervous about it. So, Chris. Jay, uh, Jay, let's um, talk about. Listen, the Montreal Boston rivalry, awesome. Um, I end up getting traded, and it almost broke me. I I just love Montreal. I love the Canadians. I love the organization. What they did for me, I would I I would die for them. I was just so passionate about that team. I never wanted to play for another team. I end up getting traded. Almost broke me. It didn't. But I was never quite the same. How about you when you went to LA? And and what was that feeling like? They call you, you're traded, you're gone. Because it sucked for me. Great question. It fucking almost broke me, Chris. Um, uh. But I got a call from Mr. Gretzky. Jay, I'm trading for you. Marty's going to now play. I need him to play. You're going to be my wingman. How can you say no? You know, I don't know much yeah. about hockey. I was killed. Uh, the Bruins wore black armbands knowing they traded for me. But they, uh, at the time, to this day, I thank Harry Sinnon because I tripled my salary. And for my going on to what I've done now, as Chris knows, that I, helped. I thank them every day. I thank them every day. I did not like L.A., uh, my final year, I think, Chris, you were there in my final game. I, I mean, I know you were in my final game in an exhibition. That's a whole other story to start. In, yeah, uh, I'll, I'm going to tell, tell that story next. We'll get there. But, uh, but uh, I was done. So it was tough team. on you. It, it was You didn't like L.A. And it was the, the I didn't financial want to be a blossom kid. I'm not, You're uh, leaving yeah. home. You're leaving home. Yeah, it's gotta I'm be leaving. And I, and I felt like I didn't do my job, which they told me I did do my job. And I where they were going in a different direction and Gretzky wanted you. So it made it, it was so, different than Chris's. I think it made it a hell of a lot more. Um, 
it made it better, uh, not only financially for my family and myself, but also I, I couldn't stand off the record. I couldn't stand L.A. Uh, as a person, not as a player, as a yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't uh, like Yeah, it's a different environment. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. so Jay goes to L.A., I go to New York. And um, the following season, exhibition season, um, <laughs> we go to Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, the Rangers the LA Kings are going to play in fucking Cincinnati. So um, Jay and I had never met and I'm walking down the hall. Now this is eight years into my career. Yeah. (laughs) I'm walking down the hall. Jay's out there fixing his stick. I don't know why, but he was fixing his stick. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) and, he said, hey, what's up? I'm the hey, how are you? He said, hey, we got talking in the hall. Fuck, we've never, I said, how's it in LA, blah, blah, blah. How's it in New York? All the bullshit. Jay says, hey, um, you like the fish? And I'm there, oh, I love fishing. He said, hey, next summer, down at, I'm down at Cape Cod. We'll go fishing if you want to go fishing. I said, I'd love to. You know, we exchanged numbers. And, um, or did we? No, we didn't exchange numbers. No, we ended up meeting at the bar. That's right. Yeah, anyway. Oh, we ended up at a, uh, no, at a country club. Country club, yeah, at the bar. But anyway, so I leave. No, no I didn't leave yet. I'm still talking to Jay. And Rogi Vashon was the general manager. And he come walking down the hall. And Jay goes, fuck, I got to get in the room. That's a GM. Rogi fucking hates when you talk to people on the other team. So I'm there, all right, I fucking scoot down to the, the Rangers locker room and I'm walking down and there. Oh, fuck. Here we are, exhibition season. I finally got away from Boston, Montreal, fucking exhibition games where I got to fight him all the time. I'm thinking maybe we don't have to fight this game. But after Rogie saw him, I said, fuck, I'm <laughs> fighting him right away. I know it. And sure enough, we get out there. I get on the fucking ice. They put Jay out in next to me and fucking boom, the gloves come off. And we just get set up a fucking fishing trip and we're yeah, punching the fuck say, out of each you other. Say, did you ask him, are we still going fishing? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were. Yeah. You, I remember that like it was yesterday, Jay. So I, I remember the hallway uh, conversation. And I was the end of my career. I was almost, I think I, um, I think that was one of my last games I ever played. I took the shirt off my back because I said, I've had enough. I know I took yeah. the shirt off. I think that might have been it. I said, it was uh, Barry Melrose, the coach. Uh, I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I took the shirt off and said, enough's enough. What was that fight? So, like? yeah. Was it still the same? Oh, or were you like, Chris yeah. is getting older? I don't know. Yeah, we were, we were both at the end of our careers. <laughs> we probably yeah. kissed each other goodbye. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, it was hilarious. And we anyway, fished so the last summer. Yeah. And we fished for, so, I don't know, 10 straight years together. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So I come back in the summer. I'm down the Cape. I end up playing golf, Hyannis Country Club, whatever. And we're in the bar afterwards having a few drinks. And there's fucking Jay Miller. And boom, we're talking. And we set up the fishing trip. And Jay and I, Jay fished in a, a tournament down there in Martha's Vineyard called the Oak Bluffs Monster Shock Tournament. And he said, you, you want to come in the tournament? The first year we entered together, we win the thing. Right? Wow. It was, it was unbelievable. But now here I am, this guy, I've been punching the fuck out of him. He's been punching <laughs> the fuck out of me for the last 10 years. 
and we were teammates finally fishing. It was, I'll never forget. Uh, we went on to fish a couple time. more. I think we're more than that. I think we did a four, five, six more years together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm still it was doing fun. It. Well, most of you guys, most of you, I mean, you know, when I, I just felt like the tough guys were always like, you know, the glue guys and just great locker room guys. Is there any guys you fought that, you know, were just dicks even after post career? Most guys are pretty good guys, right? Right. I, I, I can't find a one. Yeah. yeah. Pretty hard, right? You love yeah. Cole Lemieux, though, don't you, Jay? No. No, he was. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Who never did a thing to me it was Alf Samuelson, never did a thing to me. But he really irritated me because uh, what he did with Cam. And then, but uh, Claude, Claude was the kind of, I've actually met him a couple times now. I think he's a wonderful guy. He's, uh, oh, he Pepe, did yeah, he's funny. He did what he had to do. Everybody had a role. Yeah. Everybody had a role. So, yeah. hey, so you play with Ray Bork, Milbury. Um, I love playing for Mike Milbury. I, I love playing for him. How was he as a teammate? Uh, him and Ray talk the difference. Ray and Mike Milbury as teammates. I'm not going to go there on the Mike's side. Ray, there's not a. I've had a lot, of, and people ask me who your best teammates you ever had, and I, I'm going to have to say Ray was probably my best. Uh, behind that, I'd have to say Paul Coffey or uh, Larry Robinson or Tony Granado. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, you know, Gretz was was a teammate, but I wouldn't count him as the guy. That you could go console to. Um, he was. He's still a dear friend. So you but. love you love Ray. What is it that? Uh, and I'm. You don't have to get into details. You, you're not so fond of Mike Milbury. No, it's not that I'm not fond of Mike Milbury. I just, as a coach, he wasn't my kind of coach. And, and you'd think he would be because he kind of had the same role I had. See, I love them. <laughs> I love them as a coach. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't love him. I just said he was different. He was t- totally different than uh, what I than I um, expected. Was um, he coaching when you got? Tra- was he coaching the Bruins no. when you got traded? No. no. Mm. Well, how do you know him as a coach? No, I know him as a player. I played with him. Yeah. I played him last uh, first okay. two years. Last last two years of his last year and a half, we did that four hundred game rule uh, for the NHLPA. Yeah, so, when he came back, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nicest guy in the world. You know, you know, good guy to talk yeah. to. Us. But I know, I know, I can't say. I'm just talking about Ray because, like I said, I can't talk about Mike Milbury the way I want to talk about because I don't really don't know him that well about that. He actually lives down the street from me down here on the Cape. I know he does. Somebody just told me that. Somebody, uh, he's right down, he's a mile from here. Um, but but wait, Ray, wait, doesn't he live in? Doesn't he live down on Hyannis, Jay? I think that, he lives um, in right where my restaurant that, is. I'm pretty no, sure he boat, lives. I'm pretty uh, sure he lives right here. I thought he's in New Seabury. No, that's uh, the old coach of the Bruins, last year's coach of the Bruins, Cassidy. Julian? No, Cassidy. Cassidy. Cassidy lives there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who, Bruce uh, um, Cassidy? Yes. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. We got a, we got a ton of guys that live right around my neighborhood. My restaurant's filled with uh, the NHL guys. Um, so let's get into the restaurant, the Courtyard Restaurant. Jay, when Jay retires, um, he started um, – he got involved in a business on Cape Cod, which is crazy successful. Um, he had a partner originally. He ended up, Jay bought him out and ended up really building this place up. Incredible job you've done with it in Courtyard. How many years is the Courtyard now in Cape Cod? 31. In Cape Cod. Yeah, 31, 31 years. 
Still going. Um, believe it or not, Nick Fatio and Paul Moore were my partners 30 years ago in another place that I own. Uh, we got rid of that. But uh, this place is uh, with my wife and myself. The and Hunt my- Club. Yeah, the Hunt. Yeah. The Hunt yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah. Knuckles spent a few nights at the Hunt <laughs> Club. Yeah, <I'm> sure. <laughs> Been a couple of days at the courtyard too. We <laughs> yeah, can yeah. remember you walk. <laughs> no stories I don't want to tell out of school. Oh my god! No, I can say anything you want, Jay. I don't yeah. give a shit. My Chris life's is an open book. Chris drank. Not unlike you know when I drank. I it's been twelve years for me. But when Chris came into the restaurant, you couldn't just have one bud. You had to have four, and you had to have four yeah. shots of vodka with it. But I'll yeah. tell you one thing: everybody loved talking to him. It was the coolest thing. All these athletes that come in, they I'll give them all they want. They keep talking to the customers. It's great. But, yeah, we've been wildly a very successful uh, business down here, restaurant nightclub. I bought it as a, as a uh, dirt, buying dirt and, and commercial real estate. But uh, I ended up running it and, uh, with my wife and my staff. I've done unbelievable. Uh, I don't know how many more years I want to do it. Uh, it's kind of yeah. coming <laughs> coming to that long period. Will you keep it in the? Do you think you'll keep it in the family, Jake? Absolutely not. No, my kids don't want. No. My kids are wild. My kids are very successful in there. My two daughters and my son are very successful in what they do. Um, but I'm not going to want. No, I'm going to dump it all. Uh, hopefully to the um, staff and or to someone that wants it. Um, but we're not ready yet. Um, our, our life is going pretty good. I have two grandkids now, Chris. I have. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Congrats. Weston. I'm actually going to go up and see them tonight. They live in Dedham, right outside the city. Yeah. And uh, there's, as you know, there's nothing better. Nothing. Well, I was going to say, speaking of your kids, they're all ath- Like, which sport did you like watching the best out of them three? You're going you're gonna to laugh. My daughter, Taylor, my youngest, all American, got a couple of uh, got a couple of um, uh, records that'll never be broken in the NCAA basketball. Yeah, right. That's Women's basketball. I loved it. I love going to the AAU nationals, the states. It was the most unpressurized. Just I get my daughter played hockey at Holy Cross. My son played football at Worcester Polytech. They're both Worcester kids. Very smart kids. Go to great colleges. But St. Mike's basketball and AAU before that, and Fowler High School before that. Was uh, was the love of my life. I would, I'd love to adopt two more kids to do what I did with them. It was a <laughs> lot of fun. I had more fun. Sat on the bench. Nobody asked me how good my kids were. Nobody asked me how good the hockey players they were. This is girls basketball. basketball. It was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And we also, Jay and I also share a mutual friend, Brian McLaughlin, yep. who. Um, in retirement, Jay and I have gone on quite a few trips uh, down to the Bahamas and we just stuff got like back. that, Florida. We just got back. Same mind on a private you plane. You played Jordan's course, you said? He yeah, told me he was going to go. What's that place like? I heard that place is crazy. It's like drones bring your drinks and stuff and all that? It yeah, is. Is that true? Uh, it is. It's pretty. Drones bring you. It's called Grove 23. I play there with Wayne and uh, Michael. I've never played with Michael. He plays in front of us. Uh, but uh, we had a lot of fun. That's it's it's. I'm enjoying Florida a lot. I'm enjoying my retirement. But I'll show you uh, if you if you if you people want to see this. Let's okay. see. Just put it up to the. Um, you got to put it up to the camera, Jay. The, <laughs> there you go. Find you the go. camera. There you go. Yeah, yeah. you just had it. 
Hold on, I'll show you Wayne Gretzky and uh, Paul. Hold on, let me just show. Hold on, sorry, I just lost it. But um, there's. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's MJ. Yep. You see yep. the see the golf cart? See the, the yep. with that like it's a bike. 40 miles an hour the golf carts go, I heard. Wow. They all go fast, right? They do. And that's Oh yeah. Wayne. Wayne and who's the guy next to him with the hunk of tobacco George? in his mouth? That's me. Oh. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> Shut up. And that's Justin <laughs> Thomas. Oh, oh JT. <laughs> yeah. He's a prick. Nuts hates him. But, JT. Uh, what, a, what a fun time that was. Um, I get to play it quite a bit. But going back to Brian McLaughlin, the founder of D'Angelo's, uh, we just got back so to Sit St. up, Martin. Jay. You, you, I can't see it too he's, good. He's sit up. Yeah, there you go. No, right there. St. Yeah. Martin. We just came back from St. Martin. Cool. Yeah, we, we had um, a good it, It's funny. We talked a couple of weeks ago, and he said he was heading down. Uh, so you went with him. Just you and funny, him? Or? Funny story. Uh, I was five or six uh, B-team guys. Funny story you said that. Have you told your – talking about Whitey Bulger saying that kid Miller's a good guy and stuff. Coming back yep. from the Bahamas probably three or four times in Brian's private plane, we get pulled over and detained. Guess what? Why? Because they think Chris Highland's running money back and forth for his final law. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, Remember that? I do. So yeah. were you? <laughs> no. no. You're not, no. You shitting me? I would never. But uh that's oh. when they were after him. They were on yeah. they they were after him big time. And uh yeah. I never ran money. I wasn't a money runner or a drug runner. <laughs> I consumed a lot, but uh, <laughs> me too, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> we For both sure. had our issues. Yeah. So Jay, uh, yeah, let, let's talk about just when you had that little boat, you ended up in Mass General Hospital. And I went to visit Jay and they had put Jay in a um, induced coma. Uh, he almost lost his life. And I went yeah. in to visit Jay and he woke up and he, you know, when I came in, he was awake. He had come out of the coma. And I said, hey, Jay, how you doing there, pal? You know, blah, blah. We started talking. I said, he said, Knock, you wouldn't believe I've been a, how many days you're in the coma? Fifteen. Wow. Fifteen days. I said, that's nothing. I said Tim, now, eleven years I, ago. Uh eleven years. This this month, this week coming up. Uh, so he said, I, I he said I was they put me in a coma for fifteen days. I said, That's nothing. I put you in one for three weeks once. <laughs> he said, Fuck off. Fuck off, you. <laughs> but uh that near death experience, uh, how did that change you? And what was it? You had a virus, so I had uh, I, I had a gall I had a gallstone stuck in my gallbladder, which gave me sept, which gave me pancreatitis, which now gave me type two diabetes. They said if I ever yeah. drink again, I'll die. Well, we found out later that it wasn't drinking; it was it, it was a, a mixture of, you know, cocaine, booze, uh, never women, uh, but it was cocaine, booze, and a lot of other fucking shit uh, that I you know, yeah. Because we, in, in all odds to Chris and all honesty to Chris and myself and uh, people, fans out there, you know, we, we went through some tough shit, you know, and we we had to get it back somehow. And uh, we yeah. fell into a deep, dark hole. And 
that's what happens to us. I don't know if it happens to all of us, but um, thank God I have. No, a it happens to some of us. Yeah. No question. And and, and that they put you in that coma and ended up you end up obviously coming out of it and surviving and and you've changed your life since, right? It saved my life, Chris. It really did. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't drank in 11, 12 years. Not saying I'm never going to not stop drinking because uh, I've, I've been cleared to do anything I want. But that doesn't mean I'm going to go out and have a party. But, uh, yeah, no, it saved my life. Uh, the friends and family that I have, my fa- I can't thank them enough. I, I'm not pushing the Lord. I'm not doing any of that stuff because uh, I believe uh, I was put on here to do something right. And uh, they gave me a chance again uh, to do it. Uh, and that's well, good. I came back to do it. And that's Chris, good. I'm happy you're, for you. You're doing good. Yeah. Chris, you're doing great. You're doing super. I talked to you uh, here at uh, yeah. Secrets there this summer. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to see each other for quite a bit. And it's good. We're doing fine. Awesome. Life is awesome. good. Uh, geez, Jay. Uh, just awesome to have you, buddy. And uh, Anytime, you Chris. Anything you know else that. for our boy? You got anything else for our boy, Tim? No. I, just, I, I, I'm just glad you're here. Are you a hockey yeah. fan, Tim? Uh, yeah, I played. Tim <laughs> asked No, no. Yeah, I watched, I, I watched today's game a little bit, I'd say. I'm uh, actually... Um, I am very excited about these this year's Bruins. They they look pretty good, Chris. Oh, of course, yeah. right? Yeah, you like watching today's game. You like the. the it- I actually I didn't watch for twenty years or so. I've had season tickets for thirty years, I think, just for the company, and uh, I just started watching, not going. I'm not going to go, really? uh, but I started watching. I watch every game. When I'm in South Florida, we go with the guys and watch the game. It's a lot of fun. You know, something to do at night over a couple of, you know, sodas and yeah. we, uh, we go watch the Bruins because they're playing a, a game that we've never seen, Chris. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. that you know, they're, they're, they're playing uh, quite well and uh, it's fun to watch. Did you not watch because well, you just kind of got away? Like, did you leave the game kind of hating the game? He could care less about the game. No, I, I, when I retired, which wasn't that long ago. Chris, I, I Chris knows. Chris yeah. knows. Ask Chris. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I hate to say this in a not a derogatory way or cocky way. I was a businessman. I was working for my family. I really went out and uh, tried to make a living for my family and because um, hockey wasn't all that. I was never a fan. Uh, I, I, and I'm not going to say I was. I didn't know the rule. Like Gretz would say, you know, what place are we in? Just kidding. I said, I don't care. I know I got to fight Chris Nyland tonight. So that's what I was thinking about. Thank you about hockey. <laughs> yeah. Jay, listen, it's, it's been awesome having you, buddy. I appreciate you joining us and um, say hi to Paul and the kids. And uh, I will certainly, hey, I got to come down and fish with you again this summer. So you come down to Florida, Boynton Beach. I'm down there half the time in the winter and fishing there. And I'm fishing. Christian's down there. You know, Christian, he's yeah. uh, fishing down there and uh, got a couple boats to fish with down there and uh, up here. You're always invited to just show up like all my other buds do. They show up and we'll just go out. You know? That's all right. I'd love awesome. to. 